your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 424 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. And today is going to be the third and final of our three pre-recorded episodes for this week. They were all recorded about a week ahead of time. And if there's been any breaking New York Ranger news in the time that's passed since then, then we will obviously cover that when I get back. I'm away for the week. But right now, today, uh, very, very excited about this as well. We've got part two of our special crossover edition with Mr. Chris Maselli of Lockdown Colorado Avalanche. Basically just talking all things Rangers and Avalanche and looking forward to the next season of the NHL. Enjoy. We were, we were talking about Fox and McCarr uh, not too long ago, and I mentioned Fox winning the Norris, and, you know, obviously McCarr was up for it as well. Yeah. Were you cool with Fox winning it, or do you think it should have been your guy McCarr? I mean, do you want to make a case for McCarr here, why it should have been him or anything like that? I was okay with Fox winning it. I did think McCarr should have won it. Um, because, and, and what hurt him was the games that he missed. Um, he missed 11 or 12 games and in a 56 game season yeah. that will crush you. Um, but no, he, he was the, the only point per game player, d- player as, as a defenseman. Um, but I, it, it's paper thin. I'm not gonna, I, I was not, I wanted one of those two guys to win it clearly. Um, yeah. and, and so I was more i was i was fine with with fox winning it I, you know i'm not going to sit here and say like yeah i think macar should have won it but fox wasn't deserving he was as deserving as macar um and then you no know, you know it just falls to allegiances at that point <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean like, pretty much yeah. I, yeah i'm an avalanche guy so clearly i'm going to want my guy to win but no I had, had no problem with fox winning it and um there there's some just really really good young defensemen in the NHL right now and they're you know this is going to be battled out for years to come and I've said many times on on my show and maybe this goes for Adam Fox too you know Norris is one thing Kale McCarr could win a heart trophy at some point yeah um and I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Adam Fox too and I think there's so many good young defensemen in the league that they're going to start poking their heads around when this heart trophy comes around. It's not just for, you know, the, the speed demon, you know, forwards that can score all the points anymore. They have to look beyond that. And uh, I think defensemen are going to have something to say about it going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it could absolutely happen. I think the one thing that the biggest challenge for either McCarr or Fox winning the heart, as you mentioned, it's certainly not a lack of skill. I mean, they're both unbelievable. And, you know, I'm sure there's every other team in the NHL would love to have one of those guys on their roster. I think the biggest challenge, though, is, you know, the Avalanche have such a good team and you got Nathan McKinnon there. And and with the Rangers, you know, you've got Artemi Panarin there. So it's like, are they going to somehow be able to eclipse those guys? I mean, that might right. be hard, although they are quite a bit younger. So who knows? I mean, yeah. I, I think anything's possible. I, I 
When's the last time a defenseman won the heart? Do we know uh, that? It was late or early, early to mid two thousands. Yeah. I think it was. Okay. Um, and why, as soon as you say the name, I'm going to be like, "Yeah, that's who it was." Because um, it's somebody that it, 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 it's, a, it's a player we all know, and I, he's escaping me right now. Let me see. Oh, it's Pronger. Yep, there you go. Pronger. Yep, Chris Pronger. Yeah, Pronger. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, that that sounds okay. about right. He was an absolute beast for that team. Yeah. Well, any team yeah. he played for, really. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for, but for defensemen, they they need to have a perfect season. You know what I mean? Like they they can't have any screw ups. You know, if you have yeah. a, a forward that misses a few games here and there, you know, they can make those points up anywhere. And I know it's heavily skewed towards points and all that. Um, I don't think voters are expecting a defenseman to lead the league in points, but if they, you know, some of these, a lot of these guys are offensive minded. So, you know, getting 82 points, a point per game for a season on defenseman is not out of the realm of possibility anymore. Um, and that will make voters kind of look and say like, all right, we probably should include this guy. Yeah. You know, uh, Connor McDavid, is probably going to get 200 points at some point in yeah. his career for a, in a season. And you're not going to be over to co- overcome that. And that's what they're up against for these defensemen. So it's going to be tough. And like I said, they need to have a, almost a pitcher perfect season, uh, but it is doable. There's enough of them in the league where it is doable. Yeah. I was literally just going to say that you got to have a little bit of luck on your side too. If you're going to be a defense and winning the heart, because you know, if uh, Connor McDavid goes off for 107 points again or whatever it was in a 56-game season, no less, Crazy. then that's pretty much going to erase any possibility there. But, it seals uh, the deal, yeah. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. You know, something else I wanted to ask you about, I got this written down here, but obviously, you know, every team undergoes a little bit of change every offseason. And one of the, it's got to be the biggest loss for the Avalanche is Philip Grubauer. Obviously, he signs with the uh, Seattle Kraken. Had just an excellent season with the Avalanche. 
Um, is this as big of a loss as it feels like for the Avalanche, or do you feel like they can get by without him, maybe going with Darcy Kemper next season? So, I, the, you know, I would have loved to have him back. Um, yeah. But it, and, and I hate saying this, but it, it, it doesn't hurt as much as people think it does. Um, and it's not because of, of his skill. He's a, he's a very good goalie. But this past season was far and away his best year, you know, without question. Um, so it was up in the air if if he should even be the starter for this team heading into last year between him and Pavel Francouz. And Francouz got hurt in training camp, never played a single game all year. And Grubauer just stood on his head for pretty much the duration of the season and had a spectacular year. And he was nominated for the Vesna. Didn't think he was going to win it, but um, he was deserved to at least be nominated for it. But that was it. Like it, he was so far, he's been a, a one hit wonder. I don't think, you know, he, he could cont- have continued that. And I would have loved for the Avalanche to sign him uh, because he's familiar with the system. You know, he knows the guys and, and you're just the comfort, co- the comfortability level was finally there with him. Uh, but he has a phenomenal defense playing in front of him. And yeah. I think, I think Kemper kind of could be that guy like I you know these football analogies are going crazy today but for <laughs> being, being a Denver Broncos fan there was a period of time after Terrell Davis where they could slot in any running back because they had an amazing offensive line and they would rush for a thousand yards no questions asked it's kind of where the avalanche are right now you can put I mean you have to have a goalie that is that has talent clearly and Kempfer's that guy I think they can put him back there they know he's a good goalie and then you put a great defense in front of him, and he he could be a Vesna candidate next year, definitely. Try, not trying to take away from Grubauer, he's a very good goalie. Kraken got a really good goalie. Uh, maybe finally just started to uh, find his groove. Maybe they're getting him at the right time, um, and that's to the Avalanche detriment. But what they got, Avalanche fans are, are more than happy with uh, getting Darcy Kemper because in bubble hockey in Edmonton a couple of years ago, the first round, it was Avs versus Coyotes. Avalanche didn't really struggle with Arizona. I think it only went five games, but the only reason it went five games was because of Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Uh, I think in game two, we really shut him down. Like, and that might've been like something that Joe Sackick saw. I was like, wow, this guy, maybe we should keep an eye on this guy because he's shutting our, you know, high powered offense down in spots. Just imagine if he was on our side. And now they got them, and I think they're more than happy with, uh, you know, who they were able to fill in the spot by not signing Grubauer, which they did want to do. So uh, I think it was, uh, you know, another good move by Sackick. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a really, really good season. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I actually looked up his stats before we did this, and I was surprised. They're actually better than I realized. I mean, he's got Mm -hmm. career goals against average of 247, career save percentage of 917, and uh, let's see, the win-loss record, 105, 81, and 32. And considering he's played, I believe, the last four seasons with the Coyotes, uh, that's not too shabby either. I mean, nothing against the Coyotes, but he's getting an upgrade himself. I mean, he's got to be thrilled going from the Coyotes to the Avalanche, one would think. Oh, he uh, he did an interview with Peter Baugh uh, from The Athletic. And he, he was, you know, in just reading the article, you could just read the excitement uh, from him, you know, he, a lot of guys want to come here right now. And that's a, it's a good thing, 
you know, to, to have is you have a good team and um, it's a destination for guys right now. So it, it, it's a good feeling. And uh, yeah, I think he, he's happy to uh, get out of Arizona, which is not the best situation right now. Uh, he's one of those guys that will, will probably take advantage of going from a bottom standing team to a cup contender overnight. And he's not going to let that opportunity get, uh, go to waste. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anybody that the Avalanche added uh, this offseason, either via trade or via free agency? Somebody who's like under the radar a little bit that maybe you're excited about, feeling good about, and you know maybe I'll throw out a Ranger uh, after you're done. Yeah. Too? Um, not so much in in free agency other than Kemper, um, yeah. but I'll I'll say you know they they've had they've been stockpiling prospects for years, and this year you're going to see probably a handful of them. Uh, trying to to stake their claim on this roster. One of them that got called up late last season was Alex Newhook. He's their uh, he was their he was a first he was their second first round pick a couple years ago. Bowen Byram was their first round first first round pick. He was number four, and Newhook was number sixteen, I believe. And um, Byram's on the defensive end, and he's going to be interesting to see where he can slot in. Uh, but Newhook. I think a lot of people are expecting him to make a big giant leap uh, this year. When they called him up, they didn't throw him on the fourth line. They had him centering the second line on his first game. Um, so he, they, they expect a lot out of him, and I think he's one of those guys that he got his feet wet, um, a handful of games at the end of the year, and then some playoff experience. And this year, training wheels are off, and uh, I, I think he's going to be one of those rookies that surprises. I don't want to say surprise a lot of people because a lot is expected of him. Uh, but I think everybody's kind of looking at uh, who's that guy in uh, Montreal that just went crazy. Uh, uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Is it Caul- Caulfield? Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. Caulfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everyone's got their eyes set on him. Can't wait to see what he does. And Newhook is like kind of sliding under the radar for these rookies. So uh, Alex Newhook would be a guy I'd say look out for. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, for the Rangers, I mean, it's not really that under the radar. I think, you know, when it happened, certainly a lot of people were aware of it. But they pick up Barclay Goodrow from the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people were, were kind of going after the Rangers, like, because they gave him six years and $3.6 million. Uh, to me, I think it's money well spent. Goodrow adds a lot of what the Rangers were lacking. I mean, he's a big, tough, physical player. They finally have somebody on the roster who can actually win a face-off, so that's obviously a good <laughs> thing because that's an area where they've really struggled. Uh, Goodrow can play center, he can play left wing, he can play right wing, but I think he's ticketed for the third-line center role there. And something else that his addition does is it allows the Rangers to move Philip Hedl from center, presumably to right wing, where I think he's better suited. You can better take advantage of his speed on the right wing. And he doesn't have to take faceoffs anymore, which is a good thing because I don't even think he's at 40% for his career. So uh, yeah. to me, he just makes the team overall better, uh, tougher, more physical. As far as offensive fireworks, I mean, I'm not really expecting any from Goodrow. He gets on the score sheet every now and then. But the Rangers, man, they were on this crusade to make themselves bigger, tougher, stronger, uh, meaner. Use whatever adjective you want to use. But you know the kind of players I'm talking about, Chris. Yep. You know that uh, what a difference that can make when you add a couple of those guys. And the Rangers definitely did that. And the uh, the Chargers sort of being led by Barclay Goodrow here. So very, very excited about that as well. How much of that mentality is based on this, the, the one game with Tom Wilson? 
So I've gotten that question a lot. I have no doubt that that probably had something to do with it. But, you know, I hear this narrative out there that's like, oh, Tom Wilson broke the Rangers. He did this, that, and the other thing. Hmm. I, don't think, I don't think he broke the team or anything like that. I think the biggest thing that happened there is it kind of shined a light on an issue right. that the Rangers were already aware of. Right. And I think even if all that nonsense with Tom Wilson over that two-game stretch, even if that never happened, I think you would have seen the Rangers this offseason make the kind of moves that they're making right now because they got a new coach obviously, and they've got a new general manager in Chris Drury, and it's his team now, and he's got a vision for what he wants this team to be. And I think the Rangers in these last couple of seasons here, when you look at their top six, I mean, it's really good. Is it the best of the NHL? I wouldn't go that far, but it's, you know, entering the conversation of top five territory in the league, I would say. But then Mm -hmm. you look kind of down the depth chart, and it is lacking a little bit, and now they've added some of these depth pieces, these big tough guys they're going to complement a lot of the skill guys that they already have. So I'm very excited. You know, I think it just made the team a, a little bit deeper and a little bit tougher. And look, if a side effect is of this whole thing is that Tom Wilson gets his comeuppance and has to fight, you know, Barclay Goodrow or Ryan Reeves or Jared Sonorty yeah. or whoever it might be, then, hey, that's great. Sign me up and, and get the popcorn ready. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think overall, I, again, that's just a small portion of, of what's going on here. I, I think this is uh, a direction the Rangers were going to take regardless. Yeah, like you said, I, th- I think it exposed something the Rangers already knew were there and they had to address. And then it just became knowledge for everybody across the league. So, you know, they had to go go address it. And from all Avalanche fans to uh, New York Rangers fans, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting Ryan Reeves out of Vegas. That was Oh, you got it, man. I, I'm sure he's, he's a complete pain to pay, play against. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't mind physical guys, but physical to that level where you're towing the line of, uh, you know, just going overboard, that is Ryan Reeves. So probably one of those guys that, you know, if he's on your team, you love him, um, unless he does something really, really dumb, which that's how we – that's how Avalanche – Fans were with uh, Zadorov for a little while. Great physical player, but would just do things that would make you slap your head and be like, why are you doing that? Reeves on on the Rangers is, is going to be uh, fun to watch. I can tell you that. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, 
And unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And so, Chris, something else that I was wondering about, you know, the Avalanche, obviously, they've had a lot of success these last couple of seasons. And, you know, it would seem like the window should still be open for at least a couple of more years. But is it getting to the point where you feel like the Avalanche are kind of getting into Stanley Cup or bust territory? I mean, is that kind of what's going on for, for next season and beyond? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, we, we've gone through like we're kind of we, we've walked up the steps and we, we've been at the bottom of the, the league a few years ago. In, on record as the worst season uh, in, in history, the Red Wings were on pace to beat that, but then COVID struck and and shortened that season. So we still own that record. But since then, the very next year, they made the playoffs, which was a shock to everybody. Uh, and then the next year, they made the playoffs and won in the first round. And then the next year, uh, they made the playoffs and they've been stuck in the second round. But it's not to say they haven't had things where they've been successful. They won the president's trophy last year. So they keep like climbing the ladder. And the next thing is at least to make the Stanley cup finals. Sure. When you get there, you want to win it. But I think avalanche fans are, you know, this is the second year in a row that they're going in as the, the favorites. And to avalanche fans, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, yeah. All right. We can only talk about how good we are. That only lasts for a season, maybe two. Um, and then when you have nothing to show for it, that doesn't matter anymore. All that matters now is they, they have to at least make the Stanley Cup final. I think that would make a lot of people happy. And then clearly, if you win it, that's, that's the, that, then you've got to the top of that mountain. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, they're, they're stuck in the second round. So I don't even think getting out of that round and, and making it to the conference finals, it would, would be deemed a success at this point. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, you could say that because you would have kept progressing to that. Um, but no, this is too many years in a row that they've had early exits and uh, avalanche fans and, and not even avalanche fans, the, the, the players themselves, the, 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 the franchise themselves, they know they have a good team. They know it. And they, they gotta, they gotta show it. And, and, you know, last year, even though it was a shortened season, uh, that team was, was loaded and they don't have that anymore. They, you know, they're not as deep as they were last year. And at the trade deadline, Joe Sackick said, he's like, this is going to be the deepest team we have. And this is going to be one of our best opportunities. Sure. They, they are set up for the future for, a handful of seasons. Um, but last year was a pretty special team and and they let it slip through. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think yeah. with the Rangers, you know, I, I don't think we're in the uh, Stanley Cup conversation just yet. I mean, I suppose you never know because I always make this point on my show, Chris. Once you get to the playoffs, everybody's got a shot at it. This isn't like the NBA yeah. where you can rule out, you know, half the teams that make the playoffs. Like, okay, this eight seed is clearly going to get crushed by this dominant one seed. Um, with hockey, it's not like that. Everybody gets in, they have a chance. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens from this past season, 
an excellent example of that. Nobody really had them pegged to do much of anything in the playoffs, and they at least make it to the finals. So never say never. But I think with the Rangers still being one of, if not the youngest teams in the NHL, I think you're at the point, you know, Gerard Gallant is the coach now, and he's had, uh, you know, when he was with Vegas, obviously he had instant success there. It was kind of the same deal when he was with the Florida Panthers. So I think if you're a Ranger fan, yeah, you know, I mean, you should at least be expecting playoffs. That should at least be a goal. That should at least be an expectation. And then you take your chances when you get there. I mean, I think if the Rangers make the playoffs this past year, and this is where they kind of differ from the Avalanche, uh, the Rangers are kind of playing with house money at that point because nobody mm-hmm. will be looking at them like they're they're one of the favorites to go all the way. And re- regardless of what happens, you know, a lot of young players will get some playoff experience, which is also a good thing. But isn't that what makes hockey the best sport there is? Because Hell like yes. you just said – if you just make the playoffs, anything can happen. And and it does not matter if you are a, an eight seed going up against a number one. If you're a fan of that team, you you believe that it can happen because it's happened so many times in hockey more than any other sport. So, yeah, you just got to make the playoffs and then see what happens because you are in it in, in, in this sport. I've told so many people, and it's I get it. It's tough to turn people who aren't into hockey onto it. But I don't tell kind of like wavering hockey fan like they want to get into hockey. I don't tell them to really start watching until the playoffs because there is nothing like NHL postseason. Nothing. And the only thing I would say that's close is maybe like the, the first two rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. And why? Because there's upsets all the time. And that's what happens in hockey. You never yeah. know who's going to win it. President's Trophy doesn't mean squat. I can now attest to that, <laughs> um, but but it 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 is a battle, and that's what when if you win it, you have truly conquered a very very difficult league. So I eh, there, there's nothing better than than the sport as a whole. But when the playoffs come, that I don't even care who's playing. Like even when the Avalanche are eliminated, sure I get I'll be pissed off for you know a day or so, uh, but I go right back to watching it because there's nothing better than that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I can definitely relate to what you said there, Chris, because I'm with you. Like, if I'm trying to get one of my friends who's into hockey, uh, you know, or excuse me, is not into hockey, and I try to get him into hockey, I don't even mess around with the regular season, man. And (laughs) listen, I, I I know the Avalanche didn't get the result that they wanted, obviously, against the Knights, but for whatever this is worth, and this is probably very small consolation for yourself and other Avalanche fans. Yeah. But that was a phenomenal hockey series. I mean, it was appointment television for me every single night. And I tried telling my friends, it's like, dude, just watch the freaking game. Like, just give it a chance. It, it's yeah. over. And, and it, that's the other thing, too. Like, hockey games don't last as long as other sports. They're over in yeah. like two and a half hours. Uh, you get two breaks between the periods. You can go do something else for a little while, come back to it. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I do my best to get people into hockey. But it seems like everybody's either all in with the NHL or all out with it. I mean, yeah. Well, We'll yeah. see with, with, with ESPN. Um, I'm not the biggest ESPN fan and not because they, they don't give hockey like it's due. It's just in general, I, I have a problem with just how they cover sports. Um, I, I'm totally with you. They've become a parody of themselves is what's happened. Yes. There. Yes. They, they are, you know, they're more TMZ than they are really, you know, covering sports, but exactly. Uh, you can't deny their reach. So, you know, they do reach a lot of people. And I think the one thing the NHL does struggle with is promoting its stars. Um, yes. and, and that is the one area that ESPN can help them. Uh, you know, I am just not looking forward to, you know, when, when they're showing highlights of a game, uh, then, then going, Oh, let, what did LeBron James have to say about this? Let's check his Twitter feed. Like, I don't care about Ugh, this. You know, nobody God. wants to see that. 
<laughs> and I think that's where we're going with ESPN, unfortunately. But will it get more eyes on the sport? I think I think it definitely will. So it's like it, it's give and take right now for me and ESPN. Yeah, it's, it's tough to know how to feel about it because to your point, I mean, yeah, it's good that there's going to be more coverage of the NHL. But at the same time, like, I don't want to see hockey turn into or I don't want to see hockey be covered in the same way that ESPN covers like the NFL no. or the NBA, you know, here's what Odell Beckham did after he scored a touchdown. Who cares? man? Like, there's I no know. substance to any of it, man. It just drives me crazy. I don't know. No. Maybe I'm getting older or something. But No, it's, it's the ultimate team sport. And even these guys that, you know, they, they love their team and they're not self-serving and yeah, if they score a goal, what do they do? They celebrate with their team. Uh, find me a wide receiver that celebrated with his team after scoring a touchdown in the past 15 years. You'd be hard pressed to do that. Uh, But ESPN likes that stuff and that's not what the NHL is. And I'm just afraid they're going to try to dig their claws into the NHL and mold the NHL to what they want them to be. And I'm not going to like that, but yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, it's almost like a catch 22 here, you know, more coverage, but what the hell's going to happen? So, right. Exactly. Yeah. I figure one, one other thing that I definitely wanted to ask you about too, before we, you know, call it a day here. Um, so obviously going back to an 82 game season coming up, are you ready for this to see the avalanche play, you know, the Rangers and everybody else from around the NHL or, did you like the uh, just playing teams within the division? I mean, just give me any thoughts on that. I've been asking pretty much everybody this, so go ahead. I'm I'm glad it was one year. Uh, it, it was it was fun yeah. for a year. Uh, it was different, kind of just threw a wrench into things. But I'm over it. <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm yeah. tired of seeing the same seven teams over and over and over again. Although what wasn't bad was kind of like the the baseball style of schedule that has been thrown around in the nhl circles not so much that it would happen but um i read an article about that probably like two or three years ago where somebody had the idea of why don't we do baseball style scheduling and play the same team two or three times at a rip and i think the NHL was like "Eh, it's probably not going to happen but they they laid out the the reasons why it would be beneficial um but it's not going to happen. I'm fine with it not happening, but it was cool to watch for one year and half a year at that. Uh, yeah. But now I'm, I'm over it. I'm ready to go back East, West coast, Canada, the whole nine. Let's get back to a normal season. Yeah. I'm, I pretty much feel the exact same way. And, uh, you know, just a second ago, you were talking about the idea of, you know, multiple game sets, just the way that MLB does it. And I would be open to that idea. Cause I, I do think that's kind of cool playing the same team, you know, maybe two or three games in a row, cuts back on travel a little bit. And, um, you know, these series, you know, if you're playing, like if the Rangers are playing, like, I don't know, say like the Flyers for three straight games, uh, that's going to be intense. And there's going to yeah. be a lot of energy in those games. And, you know, that series uh, story will unfold as those those three games pass. So I, I think that'd be kind of a cool idea, honestly. I, I, I would definitely be open to that. But I'm with you, man. Give, give me uh, give me the Rangers playing everybody next season. Let, let's see I what happens. It. I love yeah. it. I, and I think one of the reasons why they're maybe against it is like, say you have, like, you know, you're the Rangers and, uh, you have Edmonton come in for a, a two game set and that's it for the season. You know what I mean? Like, and if, you know, that's a draw, people want to go to that game, not only see the Rangers, but to see Connor McDavid, they don't get to see him a lot. And if they're, they can't get to those two games, you're SOL till the next yep. year. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I get why, you know, 
Same thing like NHL going to ESPN. There's pluses and minuses to that. And it's the same thing with a block scheduling. I don't think it's going to happen. I love the schedule the way it is crisscross the country and, uh, and Canada and, and let's get back to normal schedule. I can't wait. All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Chris Maselli for teaming up for this special two-part edition of Locked On New York Rangers slash Locked On Colorado Avalanche. And a huge thanks to you guys as well for continuing to listen to the Locked On New York Ranger podcast, your team, every day. The only other thing that I want to mention here is the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League. Once again, if you played in the league last year, and I've already heard from you, then you're good. You're all set to go for this upcoming season. If you played in the league last year and I have not heard from you, please email me or DM me on Twitter sooner rather than later because we've got to fill up this league. And I also want to probably next week uh, begin to open the league to people who did not play in the league last season. And I've already heard from some of you as well. If you did not play in the league last season and you'd like to play this season, then again, email me or DM me on Twitter. You can kind of save your place in line and we'll do our best to accommodate everyone. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.